there's features or characteristics of the test itself, and then there is the prevalence of the disease in the population, and those are two different things, but there's certainly an interplay between the two. Could you explain a little bit how that works, how specificity and sensitivity interacts with disease prevalence to come up with other features which are known as positive predictive value and negative predictive value? Right, which is exactly what I was getting to with that kind of quad screen example, is that how important the prevalence is in determining how many false positive results there are. So the sensitivity and specificity are very useful um, performance metrics of a test in the test development laboratory, right? Here's where I'm kind of constructing an experiment and I'm saying, ah, here's a bunch of people that I know to absolutely have the disease and a bunch of people that I absolutely know for sure don't have the disease. And then I, I see how good my test is at separating those two things, positive from negative, and I score it. That's my um, sensitivity and specificity. But in the, in the clinic, I don't know ahead of time whether or not my, my patient has the condition. If I did, I wouldn't need the test in the first place, right? So what I really wanna know is if this test result is positive, what are the chances that my patient actually has a condition? And that is the positive predictive value. The negative predictive value is the opposite of that. So sensitivity and specificity really have no utility in a practical everyday clinical setting. You really wanna know the positive predictive value and negative predictive value and that is going to be different based on whether a, you know, for the quad screen, whether the woman is 24 years old or 44 years old. And in the context of um, COVID testing, it's going to make a big difference about whether this patient is presenting in an ER with classic um, symptoms of COVID, where the prevalence in that condition, that state is going to be much higher than a, you know, otherwise completely normal asymptomatic person walking around, you know, in their, in this case, I was going to say in the community, but they're not, they're walking around in their house at this point. But, um, right, the, the likelihood that a positive result is a true positive is much higher in that um, hospitalized setting with, in the right um, clinical context. And that's why these emergency use tests are, are being used in that context. Like we, even though we don't truly understand the prevalence, the person is sick anyway, so we have to take action anyway, and the prevalence is going to be higher in that situation. But to turn around and say, now let's test everybody, even if they're asymptomatic, even though that test has got a very high likelihood of being a false positive, what action are we supposed to take either on a personal level or a public health level if we have no idea if that's a true or false positive? So we just need to do a lot more testing in a research setting. Um, to understand what the the true prevalence of, are in these different conditions before we can do anything useful with that information. And if we act too early on that information, um, it, you know, it could have catastrophic effects for the, for the people, for the economy, and, and for the public health. 